Hey guys, once again welcome back to my channel. How the billionaire CEO of SpaceX and Tesla is shaping our future vastly wins. Episode 9, Liftoff, Part 3. Shotwell started at Aerospace in October 1988 and worked on a wide range of projects. One job required her to develop a thermal model that depreciated how temperature fluctuation in the space shuttles and cargo may affect the performances of equipment on various payloads. She spent 10 years at aerospace and honed her skills as a payments as a system engineer. By the end, though, Shotwell had became irritated by the pace of the industry. I did not understand why it had to take 15 years to make military satellite, she said. You can see my interest was winning. For the next four, hour, four years, Shotwell worked at Microcosm, at a space startup, a space startup just down the road from the Aerospace Corporation, and became the head of its space system deviation and businesses development, boosting a combination of smart confidence, direct talk, and good looks. Shotwell developed a reputation as a strong saleswoman in 2002. One of her co-workers, Hans Kongsman, left the SpaceX. Shotwell took Kongsman out for a going-away lunch and dropped him off at SpaceX, then Rinky Drink headquarters. Hans told me to go in, in and meet along, Shotwell said. I did, and that's when I told him. You need a good business development person. The next day, Mary Beth Brown called Shotwell and told her that Marks wanted to interview her for the new vice president of business development position. Shotwell ended up as employee number seven. I gave three weeks' notice at Microscom and re remodeled my bathroom because I knew I will not have a life after taking the job, she said. Through the early years of SpaceX, Shotwell pulled off the miraculous, the miraculous feat of selling something the company did not have. It took SpaceX so much longer than it had planned to have a successful flight. The failures along the way we were embarrassing and bad for businesses. Nonetheless, Shotwell managed to sell about a dozen flights to a mix of governments and commercial customers before SpaceX put its first Falcon 1 into orbit. Her deal-making skills extended to negotiating the big-ticket contracts with NASA that gave SpaceX a life during its lineage years, including a $278 million contract in August 2006 to bring work on vehicles that could ferry supplies to the ISS. Shotwell's track record of success turned in, in her into Merck's ultimate confidence at SpaceX and uh, at end of 2008. She became the president and chief operating officer at the company. Part of Shotwell's duties include re reinforcing the SpaceX culture as the company grows larger and larger and starts to resemble the traditional aerospace giants that it likes to mock. Shotwell can switch on an easygoing 
affable year and addresses the entire company during the meeting or convenes a collection of possible recruits why they should sign up to be worked to the bone. During one such meeting with a group of interns, Shotwell pulled about a hundred people into the corner of the cafeteria. She wore high heels, black boots, skin-tight jeans, a tan, a tan jacket, and a scarf, and had big hoop or earrings dazzling beside her soldier, land blonde hair, pacing back and forth in front of the group with a microphone in hand. She asked them to announce what school they came from and what project they were working on while at SpaceX. One student went to the Cornhill and worked on Dragon. Another went on USC and did a propulsion system design. And another went to the University of Illinois and worked with the aerodynamics group. It took about 30 minutes to make it all the way around the room and the students were at least by academic uh, pedigree and br um, bright the enthusiasm among the most impressive youngsters in the world. The students appeared. The students prepared short work with questions. Her best moments, her advice of being successful, SpaceX competitive threats, and she replied with a mix of earnest R answers and rah rah stuff. Short work. Made sure to emphasize lean, innovative age SpaceX has over the more and traditional aerospace companies. Our competitors are scared, shitless of us, Shortwell told the group. The BMOs are going to have to figure out how to get it together and compete. And it is our job to have them die. One of SpaceX's biggest goals, Shortwell the said, was to fly as often as possible. The company has never sought to make a fortune off each flight. It will, it'll rather make a little on each launch and keep the flight flowing. A Falcon 9 flight cost $60 million, and the company would like to see the figures drop to about $20 million through economics of scale and improvements in launch technology. SpaceX spent $2.5 billion to, the, to get the four driving cap, capsules to the ISS, nine flights with the Falcon 9 and five flights with the Falcon 1. Its price per launch total that the rest of the players in the industry cannot comprehend, let alone aspire to. I don't know what those guys do with their money. Shortwell said, they are smoking it. I just don't know. As Shortwell saw it, a number of new nations were showing interest in launches, iron communication, technology, and essential in growing their economies and living, leveling their status with developed nations. Cheaper flights will help SpaceX take the majority of the business form that new customers set. The company also expected to participate in an expanding market for the human flights, SpaceX has never had an interest in doing the five-minute storage flights to the low-Earth orbit like Virgin Galactic and XCAR. It does, however, have the ability to carry researchers to the orbiting habitats being built by the big, big 
big allow aerospace and to orbiting science labs being constructed by various countries. SpaceX will also start making its own satellites, turning the company into the one top space shop. All of these plans hinge on SpaceX being able to prove that it can fly on schedule every month and churn through the $5 billion backlog of launches. Most of our customers signed up early and wanted to be supportive and go got good deals on their missions, she said. We are in phase now we, where we need to launch on time and make launching dragons more efficient. For short while, the conservations with the interns bogged down. It turned to some of the annoyance of SpaceX campus. The company leases its facility and has not been able to build things like a massive parking structure the, that would make it make life easier for its 3,000 person workforce. Shotwell promised that more parking, more bathrooms, and more of the freebies and that technology startups in Silicon Valley offer their employers will be on the way. I want a day care, she said. But it was a while discussing SpaceX's grandest mission that Shortwell really came into her own and seems to inspire the interns. Some of them clearly dreamed of becoming aeronauts, astronauts, and Shortwell said they working at SpaceX all was almost certainly the best chance to get the space now that NASA astronaut corporations had dwindled. Marks had made designing cold looking, non safe proofed spacesuits a personal priority. They can't be clunky and nasty, Shortwell said. You have to do better than that. As far where the aeronauts would go, well, they were the space habitats, the moon, and of course, Mars as options. SpaceX already started testing a giant rocket called the Falcon Heavy that will take it much further into space than the Falcon 9, and it has another even larger spaceship on the way. Our Falcon Heavy rocket will not take a burst whole load of people onto Mars, he said. So there's something after heavy. We are working on it. To make something like the vehicle happen, she said. The SpaceX employees needed to be effective and pushy. Make sure your output is high, Sotwell said. If you are throwing a bunch of shit in your way, you need to be more mouthy about it. That's not a quite quality that's widely accepted elsewhere, but it as at SpaceX. And if that sounded harsh to be, so be it. As Sotwell saw it, the commercial space race was coming down to the SpaceX in China, and that's it. And in the bigger picture, the race was on the initial man's survival. If you hate people and think human extinction is okay, then fuck it, Sotwell said. Don't go to space. If you think it is worth humans doing some risks, management and finding a second place to go live, then you should be focused on the issue and willing to spend some money. I am pretty sure we will be selected by NASA to drop landers and rovers off on Mars. The first SpaceX mission will be to drop off the bunch of supplies so that once people get free 
there will be a place to live and food to eat and stuff for them to do. It's like it's talk like this that truth and amaze people in aerospace industry who have long been hoping that some company would come along with truly revolutionize space travel. Aeronauts are not experts who point out the 20 years after the Wright brothers started their experiments, air travel had become routine. The launch business, by contrast, appears to have frozen. We were, we were went to the moon, sent researcher vehicles to Mars, and explored the, the solar system, but all of these things are still immensely expensive or one of projects. The cost remains extraordinarily high because of the rocket equations. equations said Carol Stoker, the planetary scientist of NASA, thanks to the military and government contracts from agencies like NASA. The aerospace industry has historically had massive budgets to work with the tired and make the biggest, most reliable machines at school. The business had been turned to strive for maximum performances so that the aerospace contractors can say that they meet the requirements. That strategy makes sense if you are trying to spend over $1 billion military satellite for the U.S. government and simply cannot afford the payload to blow up. But on the whole, this approach stifles the pursuit of their other endeavors. It leads to the bloat and access and crippling of the commercial space industry. Outside of SpaceX, the American and launch providers are no longer competitive against their peers in other countries. They have limited launch abilities and questionable ambitious SpaceX main competitors of domestic, domestic military satellites and other large payloads in the United Launch Alliance's ULA, a joint venture formed in 2006 when Boeing and Lockheed Martin combined forces. The thinking at the time about the union was that the government did not have enough businesses for two companies and combining research and manufacturing work at Boeing and Lockheed will result in cheaper, safer launches. ULA has leaned on decades of work around Delta, Boeing, and at last Lockheed launches vehicle and has flown many doses of rockets successfully, making it more a reliability. But neither the joint venture nor Boeing nor Lockheed both of which can offer the commercial services on their own, come close to the competing on price against the SpaceX, the Russians, or, or the Chinese. For the most part, the global commercial market dominated the European space, Europe, Long March China, or Russian vehicles, say David Barden, the general manager of civil and commercial programs at Aerospace Corporation, there are just different labor rates and difference in the way they are built. To put things more bluntly, ULA has turned into an embarrassment for the United States in March 2014. ULA's then CEO Michael Grass faced off against the monks during a congressional hearing that Delta, in the part which SpaceX requests to take on more on the government's annual launch load, a series of slides were rolled out that showed how the government payments for launches have skyrocketed since Boeing and Lockheed went from the due folly to a monopoly. According to the most map presented at the hearing, ULA charged $330 million per flight, while the most SpaceX 
will charge $90 million per flight. The $90 million figure was higher than SpaceX standard $60 million because the government has certain additional requirements for the particularly sensitive launches. But simply picking SpaceX as its launch provider, Marx pointed out the government will save enough money to pay for the satellite going on the rocket. Gas had no real re retort. He claimed Marx's figures for the ULA launch price were inaccurate, but failed to provide a figure of his own. The hearing also came as tension between the United States and Russia were running high due to the Russian's aggressive action to the Ukraine. Marx rightly noted that the United States could soon be placing sanctions on Russia that could carry over the aerospace equipment. ULA, as it happens, relies on Russian-made engines to send up sensitive U.S. military equipment in its Atlas V-5 rocket. Our Falcon 9 and Falcon Heavy Launch Heavy Launch vehicles are truly American, Moxie. We design and manufacture our rockets in California and Texas. Gas countered. The ULA have bought a two-year supply of Russian engineers, engines and purchased the blueprints to the machines and had them translated from Russian to English. And he said that with a straight face, a few months after the hearing, ULA replaced the gas as CEO and signed a deal with Blue Origin and to develop the American-made rockets. Some of the most disheartening moments of the hearing arrived when the Senator Richard Selby of Alabama took the microphone for questioning ULA has manufacturing facilities in Alabama and come ties to the Senator. Celebi felt compelled to pay the role of hometown booster by repeatedly pointing out the ULA how to enjoy 68 flights successfully launches and then asking Mokes what he made of that accomplishment. The aerospace industry stands as only Celebi's biggest donors and he is surprisingly pro-bureaucracy and anti-competition when it comes to getting things into space. Typically, competition results in better quality and lower price contracts, but the launches market is not typical, Celebi said. It is limited demand from by government industrial policies. The March hearings in which Celebi made that these statements will turn out to be something as sham. The government had agreed to put 14 of its sensitive launches up to the beat instead of this, just awarding them directly to the ULA. Marx had become the Congress the president to present his case for why SpaceX made census as viable candidate for those and other launches. The day after the hearing, the Air Force cut the number of launches up for the beat from 14 to half. Uh, to between the seven and one. One month later, the SpaceX filed a lawsuit against the Air Force, asking for a chance of, to own its launches businesses. SpaceX is not seeking to be awarded contracts for these launches. The company said on its freedomtolaunch.com website, we are simply seeing the right to compete. 
point to be noted the polit politicking in this in the space business can get quite nasty lorry uh, the former deputy administrator of nasa spent years fighting to open up nasa contracts so that private companies could bid on things like resupplying the iss her positions or fostering a strong relationship between nasa and the private sector won out in the end but at the cost i had that threats and fake contracts sent to me she said graver also ran across spacex competitors that tried to spread unfounded gossip about the company and mass the claim he was a violation of tax laws in south africa and had another secret family deal i say you're making this stuff up you we, we we were lucky that people with such long term visions as Mo, as long jeb bazus and robert bitlow founder of the aerospace company that bears his name god rich it's not that people who want to believe elon we might say some things that rub people the wrong way but at some time at some point the being nice to everyone that this things does not work spacex main competitors for iss submarine supply missions and commercial satellites in, in the united states is orbital science corporations founded in virginia in 1982 the company started out not unlike spacex as the new kid that raised outside funding and focused on putting smaller satellites into the low earth orbit orbital is more experienced although it has limited the roster of machines types orbital depends on suppliers including russians and ukrainian companies for its engines and rockets bodies making it more of an assembler of spacecraft that than a true builder like spacex and also unlike spacex orbital capsules cannot withstand the journey back from the iss to the earth so it's unable to return the experiments and other goods in october 2014 uh, one of the orbital's rockets blew up on the launch pad with its ability to launch on hold while is investigated the incident orbital research out spacex for the how it was it, it wanted to see if mox had an extra capacity to take care of some of orbital's customers the company also singled that it will move away from using russian engine engines as well as for getting humans to space spacex and going where the vectors in the four year nasa competitions to fly or not astronauts to the iss SpaceX will get 2.6 billion dollar and the Boeing will get 4.2 billion dollar to develop the capsules and ferry people to the ISS by 2070. The companies will in effect in effect be replacing the space shuttles and restoring the United States ability to conduct manned flights. I actually don't mind the Boeing gets twice as much money for me meeting the same NASA requirement as SpaceX with world technology marks it. having two companies involved in battle for the advancement of human space flights spacex had once looked like two will be one tricky for me 
The company original plans were to have these smallest Falcon 1 functions as its primary workhorse at $6 million to, 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 to $12 million, $12 million plus side, and the Falcon 1 was by far the cheapest means of getting something into the orbit, failing people in the space industry. With Google announced its Lunar X Prize in 2017, $30 million in awards to people who could land a robot on the moon. Many of the proposals that followed selected the Falcon 1 as their preferred launch vehicles because it seemed like the people. It seemed like the only reason, reasonable price options for getting something to the moon. Scientists around the world were actually excited, thinking that for the first time they had means of placing experiments into the orbit in a cost-effective way. But for all the enthusiastic talk about the Falcon 1, the demand never arrived. It became very clear that there was a huge need for the Falcon 1, but no money for it, said Shotwell. The market had to be able to sustain a certain amount of vehicles and the three Falcon 1s per year does not make a businesses. The last Falcon 1 launch took place in July 2009 from Kawaslin when SpaceX carried a satellite into the orbit for the Malaysian government. People in the aerospace industry have been grumbling ever since. We, we, we gave Franklin 1 as a hell of a shot. Short will say, I was emotional about it and disappointed. I did anticipate the flood on orders, but after the eight years, just they just did not come. SpaceX has since expanded its launches capabilities at a remarkable place and looks like it might be on the average verge of getting the $12 million per flight option back in June 2010. The Falcon 9 flew for the first time and orbited Earth successfully. In December 2010, SpaceX proved that the Falcon 9 will carry the Dragon capsules into space and that the capsule could be recovered safely after an ocean landing. Point to be noted on the first flight. On this flight, SpaceX secretly placed a wheel of cheese inside the Dragon capsule. It was same of the Jeff Sekov had given mugs back in the mice to Mars days. It became the first commercial company ever to pull off this fleet. Then in May 2012, SpaceX went through the most significant moment in the company's history since that first successful launch at Kawasaki on May 22. At 3.44 a.m. at Falcon 9, rocket took off from the Kennedy Space Center in the Cape Carnival, Florida. Florida. The rocket did its yeoman-like walk, boosting Dragon into space. Then the capsule solar panels fanned out, and Dragon became dependent on its 18 Draco thrusters, or small rocket's engine, to guide its path to the International Space Station, ISS. The SpaceX engineers worked its ships, some of them slipping on cost at the factory, as it took the capsule three days off for Dragon to make its journey. They spent most of the time absorbing the Dragon flights and taking to the sea uh, that is sooner the sensor system were picking up the ISS, originally Dragon plane to dock in with the ISS around 4 a.m. on the 20th flight. But as the capsule approached, the space station's 
an unexpected dent kept throwing off the cal calculation of a laser used to measure the distance between the dragon and ISS. I remember. It'd been two and a half hours of struggle. Short answer. Her outfit of oaks, of fishnet sweater, and legging started to feel like pajamas. As the night wore on, the engineers battled an unplanned difficulty, fearing all the time that the missions would be uh, aborted. SpaceX decided to upload some of new software to Dragon that would plot the size of visual frame used by the sensors to eliminate the effect of the sunlight uh, on the mission. Then just before 7 a.m., Dragon got close enough to ISS for Don't Pity. As astronaut to use a 58-foot robotic arm to reach out and grab the re resupply capsule. Holstone station, it looks like we were got us a dragon by the tail, Peter said. I have been dis digesting my girls, shoulders, and then I am drinking camping, champagne at 6 in the morning. After 30 people were in the control room when the docking happened. Over the next couple of hours, work streams. Workers streamed into the SpaceX factory to, this, to soak up the allegations of the moment. SpaceX, SpaceX had set another first as an only private company to talk with the ISS. A couple of months later, SpaceX received for $40 million from NASA to keep the blobbing dragon so that it could transport people. Elon is changing the way our space business is done, said NASA Stoker. He's managed to keep the safety factor of wild cutting costs. He's just taking the best things from the tech industry, like the open floor of his planes, and having everyone taking, talking, uh, talking, and all like these human interactions. <clears throat> it is very different way to most of the aerospace industries, which is designed to produce requirements, documents, and project reviews. In May 2014, Moss invited the press to SpaceX headquarters to demonstrate what some of the net NASA money had bought. He unveiled the Dragon V2 or the version V2 spacecraft. Unlike most of the executives who like to show their products off at trade shows or daytime events, Musk preferred to hold true Hollywood style scale galas in the evenings. People arrive in the house room by the hundreds of hundreds and snack on the honest honor diverse until the 7.30 p.m. Showing mugs appeared wearing the purplish velvet jacket and popping up, popping open the capsule door with a dump of his first like the frozen. What he revealed was spectacular. The cramped quarters of the fast capsules were gone. There were 17 sturdy concert seats arranged with four seats close to the main consoles and a row of three seats in the black in the back. Mugs walked around in the castles to show how roomy it was and then flopped down in the Santos captain's shoes. He reached up and unlocked a four pinnelet flat screen console and gracefully slid, slid down right in front of the first rows of seats.
point of note monks explain the monks explain the look at to me in a way that only he can i went for a similar star of a model as it uses the same screens a model as upgraded the space options but kept the aluminum uh, is so is so great uncovered for the more exotic film in the middle of the console was the joystick for flying the aircraft flying space uh, flying the aircraft uh, and some physical buttons for the essential function that astronauts could press in the case of emergency for a malfunctioning touchscreen the inside of the capsule had a bright metallic, metallic finish some had finally built a spaceship worthy of scientists and movie maker dreams there was a substance to go with the star the dragon too will be able to talk with the iss and all the space habitats automatically without needing the interventions of the robotic arm it will run on super draco engine a thruster made by the spacex and run on space draco's engine a thruster made with spacex and the first engine ever built completely by the 3d printed to go into the space this means that a machine guided by the computer from the engine out of single piece of matter in the case the high strength alloy in corner so that its strength and performances could exceed anything built by humans welding various parts together and most made balling and and the most and the most mind-boggling of all marks revealed that the dragon 2 will be able to land anywhere on earth that spacex wants by using the super draco engines and thrusters to come to gentle stop on the ground no more landing at sea no more throwing the spaceships away that is how a 21st century spaceship should land you can just reload properly and fly again so long as we continue to throw away rockets and spacecraft we will never have true success to space the dragon 2 is just one of the machines that spacex continues to develop in parallel one of the fun companies one of the company's milestones next milestones will be the first flight on the falcon 1 falcon heavy with with designed to with the world's most powerful rocket point of note rather than intentionally NASA is building a next generation giant spaceship that could one day get to the mars even though spacex is building the same type of craft uh, falcon heavy on its own nasa program in budgeted uh, to the cost of 18 billion dollars although the government studies say that the figures is very conservative nasa has no fucking business doing this uh, said andrew bill the billionaire investors and on one time commercial space entrepreneurs the whole space shuttle system was a disaster they are fucking clawless who is in their who is who is in their right mind will use a huge solid boosters especially ones built in the segments requirement dynamic cellars hills they are so lucky that only had one disastrous failures of the boosters bills from circumstances would come from a year of watching government competitive compete 
against the private space companies by subsidizing the constructions of spacecraft and launches. His companies build aerospace quite the business because the government kept funding comp competing rockets. The government around the world have spent billions trying to, to do what Elon is doing, and they have failed. He said, we have to have the government, but the idea that government goes out of the competes with companies is fucking nuts. SpaceX has found a way to combine three Falcon 9s into the single craft with 27 of the Merlin engines and the ability to carry the more than 53 metric tons of stuffs into the orbit. Part of the ingenious ability to carry more than 53 metric tons of into the orbit. Part of the ingenious of Mark Miller's designs is that SpaceX can re uh, reuse, reuse the same engine in the different configurations from the Falcon 1 up to the Falcon Heavy, saving the cost and time. We make our main com combustions, combustions, chambers, turbo pump, gas generations, injectors, and main valves. Miller's said, we have complete control, we have our own test site while most of other guys uses the government test sites. The labor hours are cut in half and so is the work around the materials. Four years ago, we could make two rockets a year and now we can make a 20, uh, now we can make, uh, make a 20 a years. 20 a year. SpaceX boost that the Falcon Heavy can take up twice the payload on the nearest competitor, the Delta IV Heavy from Boeing ULA at the one third the cost. SpaceX is also busy building spaceport from the ground up. The goal is to be able to launch many rockets an hour from this facility located in the Browseville, Texas by automating the processes needed to stand a rocket up on the paint, fuel it, and send it off. Just as it did in the early days, SpaceX continues to experience experiment with these new vehicles during its actual launches in ways that other companies will dare not to do. SpaceX will often announce that it is trying out a new engine or its landing lights on space that emphasizes on the other one upgrade the marketing material landing. After the launch, it's common, though, for SpaceX to test out a dozen other objectives in a secret during the mission. Musk essentially asks employees to do the impossible on the top of the impossible. One former SpaceX executive described the walking atmosphere as a former SpaceX executives described the walking atmosphere as a perpetual motion machine that runs on a weird mix of this, uh, this, uh, dissatisfaction and internal hope. It's like he has everyone walking on this car that is meant to get from Los Angeles to New York on one tank of gas. This executive say, this, they will work on the car for a year, and that's all of its part. Then, when they set off for new, the car will be lucky to get 
to Las Vegas. What ended up happening is that car gets to New Mexico twice as far as they ever expected, and Elon is still mad. He gets twice as much anyone else out of people. There are there is a degree of which it just never enough for mocks. No matter what it what it is. Case in point, the December 2010 launch in which SpaceX got rank capsule to the orbit Earth and returned successfully. This had been one of the company's great achievements. The P and people had worked tirelessly for months, if not years. The launch had taken place on December 8th and SpaceX had a Christmas party on December 16th, about 90 minutes before the party started. Mox had called his top executive to SpaceX for a meeting. Six of them, including Miller, were decked out in party attire and ready to celebrate the holidays and, Sp and SpaceX, his historic achievement around Dragon. Mox leaked into them for about an hour because the trust structure for the future rocket was running behind Saturn. Their wives were sitting their cubes over waiting for the better, better, uh, bettering to end. Other examples of similar behavior have cropped up from time to time. Monks, for example, rewarded a group of 30 employees who had pulled off tough through Project Vanessa with bonuses and consisted of additional stock or option rent. Many of the employees seeking instant more tangible gratification demanded cash. He he cheated us for not valuing the stock, Drew uh, Aldin, a former engineering said. He said, in the long run, this is worth a lot more than a thousand dollars in cash. He wasn't screaming, screaming or anything like that, but he seems disappointed in us. It, it was hard to hear that the lingering question for many SpaceX employees is when exactly they will be a bit rewarded for all their work. SpaceX staff is paid well, but no means extravagantly. Many of them expect to make their money with SpaceX files, flies for an initial public offerings, IPO. The thing is that Musk does not want <clears throat> to go public anytime soon, and understandably so. It's a bit hard to explain the whole Mars thing to investors when it's unclear what the business model around starting a colony on, a, on another planet will be. When the employees heard Mark say that an IPO was year away, years away and will not occur until the Mars mission looked more secure, they started to grumble. And when Mark found out, found out, he addresses all the SpaceX and email that the fantastic window into the thinking and how it differs from almost every CEO's. The full email appears Appendix 3, June 7, 2013, going public. Per my recent comments, I am increasingly concerned about SpaceX going public before the mass transport system in place is in place. Creating the technology needed to establish life on Mars in and always has been the fundamental goal of SpaceX. If being a public company diminishes that likelihood when we 
or shall not do so until demands is secure, which is something that I am open to consideringly. But given my experiences with Tesla and SolarCity, I am hesitant to first being public on SpaceX, especially being the long-term nature of our, of our mission. As some at SpaceX who have not been through a public company experiences may, may think that being public is desirable. It is not so. Public company stocks particularly a big step change in technologies, changes in technology are involved. Uh, go through the extreme volatility, both for reasons of internet solutions uh, and for the reasons that have nothing to do with anything except economy. This caused people to, to be distracted by the manic depressive nature of the stock instead of creating the great products. For those who are under the impression they are, are, are so clever that they can outsmart public market investors and will sell off SpaceX stocks to the right time. Let me relieve you of any such notions. If you really are better than the most hedge funds managers, then there is no need to worry about the value of your SpaceX stock, as you can just invest in other public stocks company and make billions of dollars, billions of dollars in the market long. Thank you guys for being with me. This is the end of episode nine. Lift off. How the billionaire SpaceX and Tesla is shaping our future. Bye, Levine. See you in episode ten. Thank you so much. Sir.